a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. KSL News Radio. It is time to celebrate just a little bit. Uh, great history uh, here at KSL and uh, 99 years. Next year we'll do the big 100 and uh, pull out all the stops there. But uh, something very important to note today, uh, happy birthday to uh, KSL. And we're going to round out the show today uh, back where we began the one o'clock hour. We talked about uh, some pressure coming from the liberal side of the Democratic Party, uh, encouraging, pushing, nudging uh, Justice Breyer to retire uh, at age 82 from the United States Supreme Court uh, in order to make sure that uh, President Joe Biden can appoint uh, someone to the court that would be to their liking and be able, liking and be able to get uh, past the United States Senate. Uh, which is currently split 50-50. I think they're worried if this uh, goes into 2022 and it appears that the Republicans would be taking over in the Senate, uh, then that becomes a very different ballgame. And so that's where we began the day today. And uh, if you didn't hear Justice Breyer's speech at uh, Harvard Law School last month, uh, it's worth listening to. It is a great speech and talks about the importance of having trust in the judiciary and why we need to guard and protect it from becoming so incredibly political. And so I do think I do think Justice Breyer likely will step down at the end of this term, uh, and that will create a political battle. And the political battle over the Supreme Court is 100% Congress's fault. Uh, Congress has uh, been in such uh, an extraordinarily weak space. Uh, for the last decade or more. And the result is political battles, all the political battles over the biggest issues of the day are shifted to the courts. And and part of this is because Congress continues to abdicate its power. And when it does that, special interests see the Supreme Court nominee or a Supreme Court justice as the space for the ultimate political battle. Big, wide-reaching ramifications to their particular cause or their party And sadly, nominations have become about politics and power instead of principles and policy. Uh, Justice Breyer talked about we need to be focused on the rule of law and the interpretation of law. And the separate and distinct powers provided to each of the three branches of government, detailed in that wonderful thing we call the Constitution, have been out of balance for for years now. For, For over a decade, Congress has been abdicating power Uh, to the executive branch. Now, some people say, well, you say that, but why would a a senator or a representative, uh, regardless of political party, why would they give away their power and legislative authority that's given to them in the Constitution? And the answer to that is really easy. It's called this little thing, re-election. And here's how it works. Congress has become so good 
at passing these beautifully named bills filled with sweeping generalizations. And then what do they do? They bestow on the executive branch agencies the power to write the law, to establish the penalties, to play judge, jury, jury, and executioner when violations happen. And why would they do that? Well, for members of Congress, it enables them to point fingers and place blame on the executive branch agencies when their constituents are not happy with the rules, the burdensome regulation, all of those things. And of course, the executive branch is all too happy to take power whenever offered from Congress. They'll take that. Presidents of both political parties have pushed the envelope on that, expanding executive power. And whether it's in the agencies that have kind of become estates unto themselves or presidents governing by executive order, the results are the same. What is the result? Lawsuits and lots of them. Political parties, special interest groups rush to file lawsuits the moment the political winds shift. And then what happens? The cases wind their way through the courts until ultimately they land at the steps of the Supreme Court. And so sadly, government branches and far too many Americans have begun to just look at the Supreme Court as if it has some sort of superpower. And this is the important thing for all of us to remember today. Justices on the Supreme Court wear robes, not capes, for a reason. They are not to be superheroes. They are not to sweep in and create or legislate. And they're definitely not supposed to rush in and save the day and solve all the country's problems. That is not their job. They wear robes, not capes, for a reason. And sadly, members of Congress regularly vote for legislation knowing full well that the courts are going to have to fix it later. And the executive branch likewise uses presidential edicts, executive orders, all kinds of onerous regulations, knowing, knowing full well it could take years before the problem to be challenged could be unwound in the courts. They know that, and they know they'll probably be gone before, before it ever gets changed. So think about that. What would happen if judges judged and lawmakers made law? Imagine that. Radical stuff today. Uh, history gives us a pretty good indication. Things would go to the way they're supposed to go. And Supreme Court justice nominees and nominations would not be these big political events and circuses. Uh, case in point, Justice George Sutherland, only Utah to ever occupy a seat on the Supreme Court, by the way. He was out of the country giving a speech in England on September 5th, 1922. 1922. So he's in England delivering a speech on he did that on the morning of his nomination to the Supreme Court. Before the Senate adjourned at the end of that very same day, senators had confirmed Justice George Sutherland by a unanimous voice vote. Imagine that. No political battles, no left versus right, no Democrat versus Republicans rushing to microphones for national cable TV news. They just had a voice vote, and it was unanimous. 
George Sutherland was confirmed September 5th, 1922. He wasn't even in the country. And so it's time for Congress to reclaim its authority and use it wisely. It's time for the executive branch to restrain its power. And it's time for both branches and both political parties, for that matter, to de-escalate the way we have politicized the courts. And it's time for the judiciary, by the way, to just return to their job, which in baseball analogies is to just call balls and strikes according to the laws of the land. And so with this, we're going to see more coming, I think, as uh, we see what Justice Breyer decides to do. But what we really need to do as citizens, we need to hold members of Congress and the presidency accountable for doing their jobs resisting the partisan rhetoric and making decisions based on reverence for a form of government and what's best for the United States of America. Justices wear robes, not capes, for a reason. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that'll make a difference. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.